African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, good day, everybody. Thank you for joining us. So once again, it's 11 o'clock Central African time, and it is time for African Dialogue. Thank you for joining us right here on uh, the frequency uh, uh, 7230 kilohertz on the 41-meter band to Southern Africa. I'm still getting used to that frequency, and if you don't know it as well, uh, or you know people who don't really know it, do spread the word. It's 7230 kilohertz on the 41-meter band to Southern Africa. Africa. That's where the English service is right now on our shortwave service. But we're still the same on DSTV. We're on uh, channel 802 on the audio bouquet. You can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. African classic there. That is Neria by Oliver Mtukuzi. You know, that is that famous song there appealing to that widow to soldier on in a very sociological song that looks at issues of gender equality uh, in the African context there. Today we are uh, paying tribute to the man himself, Oliver Mtukuzi, one of Zimbabwe's most successful and internationally renowned musicians who died last week Wednesday at a local clinic in Harare. This was the end of a career that spent four decades with the African musician recording up to 67 albums. Uh, the music giant was laid to rest this past Sunday in his hometown, Madziva. Uh, his death coincided with uh, the one-year anniversary of the death of his late friend, uh, Hugh Masikela. The funeral ceremony this past Sunday was full of mourners who celebrated the music icon through dance and song. Well, we're going to pay tribute to this man and uh, a pioneer in her own right and a music legend on the African continent. I remember traveling uh, to 
were uh, one of an African country in East Africa and Tanzania specifically. And uh, Yvonne Chaka Chaka's music was all over the place and she joins us right here. We know we deem her as the Princess of Africa. Thank you, Yvonne, for giving us your time. Hello, Benjamin, and hello to your listeners, and thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. I've been listening to some of your interviews all over the place, and you've been paying tribute uh, in a very beautiful way, Yvonne, uh, to Oliver Mtukuti. And one thing that stuck out for me was when you highlighted the fact that just recently um, Oliver became UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador, and you had a relationship that became very tight at that particular time, and you've worked before then. But I want to pick the conversation there in terms of just the kind of man he was in terms of his uh, uh, socioeconomic uh, or sociological rather interests that were linked to his music. Tell us a little bit about the man because he wasn't just an entertainer, but he was also a philosopher and also interested in the going about of ordinary people. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for doing this for this uh, great son of Africa, you know, a father, a brother, a philanthropist, and, um, you know, a, a Pan-Africanist. Um, I can't remember when did I specifically uh, met uh, Oliver, but all I know is that the time I met him, we just clicked. The man was down to earth. He had no chip on his shoulder. And yet he was a great star, an amazing man, you know, very quiet. You could actually just ask him to go and get me water and he would do it without even asking, why are you asking me to go and get you water? Mm. But when he jumped on the stage and performed, he was somebody different. You know, I was quite um, uh, happy when he was uh, made UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador. I was in Zimbabwe with um, a, a, a uh, I think uh, the, 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 the person who was in charge then, it was Peter Salama, uh, there was Judy Majila, there was uh, Michaela and them, and it was amazing. And, you know, he sat me down and said, so, Sissi, uh, you know, uh, Oliver's never called me Vaughn. <laughs> always called me Sissi. Mm. And, um, and he said, so what does it entail to be this Goodwill Ambassador? You've been doing longer than I. What do we do, you know? And we sat and we chatted and we traveled to Zambia, we traveled to Ethiopia as Goodwill Ambassadors. And uh, he'd been doing this before, you know, just helping Zimbabweans, helping other people, mentoring younger musicians. So he had been doing this long before it was fashionable, just being there for others, giving of himself. That's, you know, that's how I know him. And, and let's look. And let's look at the South African connection, Yvonne, because it's something that uh, needs to be spoken about. Because he's been in exile in South Africa for many, many years. Um, that connection is very important. I mean, I remember. Uh, when I lived in Cape Town some years back and I was invited for dinner by a Zimbabwean family and uh, later in the night while we were having the braai, the, the music of Oliver Mtukutu was dominating there and it's not only because we have a lot of uh, experts who live uh, here from Zimbabwe but also uh, the music of Oliver Mtukutu also permeated to us South Africans and we ourselves loved the music. Well, I really think, you know, Oliver, as I said, he was not only loved in South Africa, not only loved in Zimbabwe, he was loved all over the world. And, you know, Africa was his home. Africa was his home. 
So whether he were, you were in Zimbabwe, whether you were in Zambia, whether you were in Ethiopia, whether you are in South Africa, his music, you know, was loved. And obviously he had a home in South Africa, he had a home in Zimbabwe. So he, he was, um, as I said, a pan-Africanist. He, he loved this continent of Africa. All he ever wanted was to see Africa being one. He wanted Africans to be, to be uh, together, to understand each other, tolerate one another, work together. But above all, he wanted to see Africa having peace. That was his wish. Let me bring in Morera Chinguisa, a Mozambican uh, ethno-jazz musician. I had the uh, opportunity to speak to uh, Morera years back when I used to work for a, a classic and jazz radio station in Cape Town called Fine Music Radio. It's great to be speaking to you once again, Morera. Wow, thank you. It's been a long time. Eh? It has been a long time, Morera. I mean, from your perspective... In terms of music, I know you look at music from a more of a sociological study in terms of also how you approach yeah. music, Morera. Uh, how did you see yeah. um, Oliver Mtukutsi fitting in the narrative of the African story? Uh, I have to tell you, uh, Oliver Mtukutsi uh, belongs to a generation of artists that went beyond being artists beyond just creating songs, beautiful chords, and beautiful melodies, because they were very, very much involved, or they felt the really effects, okay, of the old colonialism, mm. do you understand? Yeah. And later on, they were part of this liberation through culture. Mm. Do you understand what I'm trying sure, to say? Sure, sure. My generation wasn't there, do you understand? So we... We, if we are here today, it's because people like Brayu, the late Brayu, Oliver, Manu Tibango, etc., they saw that, they lived that, you understand? Then they saw the transformation mm. <laughs> that mm. we are living today. Sure. So this makes them beyond art. It's beyond art. So socially, socially, the impact of an artist like Oliver Mtukuzi is huge. I don't know if you understand. Mm. Because they saw a lot of transformation in a very short period of time. Mm, <laughs> mm, mm. We didn't see that. The only transformation we have seen is economic and technological transformation. Mm. Do you understand what sure, I'm trying sure. to say? But these people, they saw the transformation of society, the racism, do you understand? The social mm. integration of the, uh, 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 different dynamics in Africa. I'm talking from Nigeria to Zimbabwe to Mozambique, etc. Okay, mm. so for me, uh, <laughs> a storyteller like him, it's it's a global player. It's a global icon. It mm. justifies why he was one of the biggest musicians in the continent. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Do you understand? Mm. Sure. Because this plus his creativity, plus his creativity. Come on, man! It's uh, it's it's just unbelievable. Wonderful we words. Are, we are so privileged in sure. Africa to have to have met to know and to have had people like that. Because it's beyond selling a million records. Mm. It's beyond uh, uh, having 66 albums that he has. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. It's that they saw things, those melodies that you know and I know, do you understand? Mm. Those melodies are, 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 are so deep. 
Exactly. Fantastic. That's the voice there of Morera Chinguisa there, uh, beautifully describing the work of uh, Oliver Mtukuzi there. I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back to our guest because we also have Yvonne Chaka Chaka joining us uh, on the line there. I'm going to see if we can still get hold of uh, Sipo Hotsticks Mabuze, who we had confirmed the interview with. We'll see if we can still try to uh, get hold of him for the conversation we're having. Hey, we're having a different conversation that's aligned to to uh, uh, Oliver Mtukuzi. And I'm asking you on our Facebook page, what's your favorite uh, Oliver Mtukuzi song? I've got some few responses there. Uh, give us your thoughts. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, what song stood out for you uh, that comes from Oliver Mtukuzi? And why? What memory does it bring you? Uh, so go to our Channel Africa Facebook page and give us your thoughts there. Welcome to Change Your Game on Channel Africa, the African perspective. We are coming to you from Johannesburg, right here in South Africa. I'm Asanda Beda, your host. Change Your Game, the program that promotes open discussion and social dialogue as we highlight real issues in the African entrepreneurship ecosystem. Trevor Mumba now joins us in studio to talk about his entrepreneurial and personal journey. Welcome to Change Your Game, Trevor. Thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to be here. Palesa Mukubong, who's a designer. Welcome, Palesa, to Change Your Game. Thank you. Your role at the fourth annual Fashion Without Borders event. I just know that I need to arrive and, and, <laughs> okay. and do my part and do it really, really well. Yeah. doesn't know that classic there. Another classic by uh, Oliver Mtukuzi. That one is titled Todi, What Shall We Do? And today we are paying tribute uh, to the man who actually was a music icon uh, on uh, uh, just not only the African continent, but on an international stage. I remember him performing this song just a few years and I was with the Channel Africa family at Moriteli Park some time ago and uh, what was fantastic is just how the crowd actually stood up and engaged with this particular song. It was amazing, the magic that this guy brought, especially uh, to a particular crowd and we're speaking to his fellow friends, uh, colleagues and uh, fellow musicians around uh, his music and what they felt around the music. But we also want to hear from you. What do you 
think of Oliver Mtukudzi. What's your Oliver Mtukudzi favorite song? Tell us why. Uh, we're having a few comments. So go to our Channel Africa page, scroll down, and you'll find the question there. Uh, give us your thoughts, and we'll air them uh, this hour. Let me read one from Henry uh, Tyson, who's uh, joining, who is speaking there around his favorite song. And he says, Mvuma is his favorite song. And I asked him why it's his favorite song. And uh, Henry Tyson says, because he was telling Mugabe to leave office. And he has an LOL there at uh, the end of that commentary there. Uh, well, Yvonne, let me come to you. I'm sure you've performed alongside Oliver Mtuguzi and you've seen the kind of response he gets uh, from an audience. What was the magic behind this guy? Well, you know, I think Oliver, as I said, that, um, you know, he had his feet firm on the ground, selfless, yet he was a star. When he went on stage, he knew what to do with his guitar. He knew, you know, how to steer the crowd. So he was just a born uh, um, performer. I mean, he had a great talent. And I think all he ever wanted to see as well was to see justice for his fellow Zimbabweans. I think he was perturbed about what was happening in his country and how best to do it. He wanted to put it in a song because, you know, as a creative person, you do things whether it's in art form or in a music form. So he used his music to articulate all the injustices of Zimbabwe. Mama Yvonne, let me ask you a very interesting question now that looks at African music as a whole right now. And I'm interested because you're one of the pioneers who actually put in the spotlight and in, in, in the international platform African pop. And uh, the world music scene was very huge as you guys were pioneering it uh, in the early years and the, from the 70s to the 90s. Most there's this genre that was created after your generation it's not very big anymore in terms of using that phrase, the, the world genre phrase. But there's a collective of musicians such as yourself, Olivam Tukuzi, Manu Dibango, uh, Yvonne, I mean, Brenda Farsi. I mean, you can highlight the, the likes in terms of an, an Afrocentric sound that was very unique to the continent. Where do you think we are with that particular sound right now? Do you think the young generation is following after this particular sound? What are your thoughts right now in terms of the music scene from an African context? Is the legacy being followed from the likes of yourself and the Tukutsis of this world? You know, I think music does evolve. And mm. really, so the young musicians, they, they've got their kind of music. You know, music changes every time. There's quite all music, there's uh, hip-hop, you know, so young people take the old music and then they interpret it the best way that they understand it how. So our music will always be there. You know, whoever coined the phrase bubblegum, I think he may have been sleeping or, or, <laughs> or, or, or dozing wherever because, you know, I remember a, a, a Nigerian journalist a mm. couple of years uh, later, when I visited Nigeria, he said, you know, I could not understand whoever uh, wrote that your music, Brenda Fassi, Chico's music was bubblegum, <laughs> because uh, today it's still sweet, that kind of bubblegum, you know, <laughs> you can still chew it. And I found that to be very, very sweet, because that kind of music, you find the young musicians still take that kind of music, and then they then redo it. So you can see that there's a lot 
that these young musicians have learned from our music and they appreciate that. And I so appreciate that they still, you know, take our music and redo it. So for me, it's, it's not that they don't appreciate what we are doing. Mm. They still do it in the best way that they know how. So our music will always be there. And thanks to people like Mashatini, the Mahotela Queens, your Manu Dibangos, your Fela Kutes, and all those people who opened the doors for us. You know, the real pioneers of the, uh, your, 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 your African music, you know, or third world music, as they call it. For me, music is music. For as long as it touches your soul, for as long as it, you know, it articulates what you want people to learn or to know, that is music. Music is art. Mm. And Mama Yvonne, you know, what also was interesting was hearing the conversations when you heard the likes of Oliver Mtukuti, and I think they echoed the same sentiments uh, with uh, uh, Brahuma Sikela when they were speaking around the issue of cultural heritage and that being something that they were very much, uh, uh, that was in their hearts, you know, around us young people taking the baton and the cultural heritage that uh, their generation and your generation definitely is leaving for this generation. From your perspective, when we speak about this cultural heritage that is rich and that is uh, documented in, in modern times through the music that the likes of yourself have created, what does it mean to you when we're speaking about that phrase, cultural heritage? I think for me, it's not forgetting who we are. As I said, music changes, music evolves, which is a great thing. But we shouldn't then forget who we are and start copying other things because it becomes very easy, you know, as Africans to forget and we are very quick to copy others and forget who we are. And I think Uncle Hugh and people like Oliver and people like Stella Kute, they stood firm and proud of who they were and were not shaken you know they wanted to be who they were and they were very proud of being african and they never wanted to be anything else but african so it's very very important that we teach our children and make sure that they should not be you know taken easy to be what other people want them to be mm. you know because then mm. it shows that we don't love ourselves we are easily shaken and we want to be other things that we are not. So that thing that Uncle Hugh and people like Fela Kute, Manu Dibango, and people like Oliver, they stood firm of being African and being proud of who they were, and they were never shaken. So it's very, very important that we love our culture and, and stand fast and say we want to be what we are. While we're speaking to an icon in her own right, I know she's always giving other people that status, but uh, Yvonne Chaka Chaka is an icon and we're blessed today here on Channel Africa to be speaking to her, uh, the princess of Africa, around the life of Oliver Mtukuts and also the heritage of that particular uh, generation. And I've been asking on our Channel Africa uh, page, what is your favorite Oliver Mtukutsi song and why? And Zangani Zimba says it's difficult to have a favorite song uh, 
from Tukuti. As uh, Fozangani says, all his songs are superb, but uh, Sizolo Wanyenye marks much rhythmic appeal to my ears, though I may not know the language very much. The other hits, Tuku, sung with Matthias uh, Mihere, uh, they also make me feel delighted. And uh, thank you so much, uh, um, Zangani Zimba, who's uh, giving us uh, his uh, thoughts there, all the way from Chinsali in uh, Zambia. Well, I'm going to take a quick break. Keep giving us your thoughts and what's your favorite song uh, by Mtukuzi. And you know what? I actually uh, agree with uh, my friend Zangani there in terms of not understanding the language. I didn't understand some of the music when it comes to uh, Oliver Mtukuzi, but the rhythm and just the sincerity in just how the sound was. It really, really got me upbeat. But let's take a quick break. We'll be back after this. Swiss chocolate wouldn't be Swiss chocolate without African cocoa. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you think about it that way because you realize it's just how important Africa is to the global economy. And as long as we are deemed to be inferior by the community out there, nothing's ever going to change. I believe it's one of the uh, ancient Greek philosophers who said that when we teach, we'll learn twice. Hello, Africa. Welcome to 1000 African Voices on Channel Africa. 1000 African Voices every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with repeats on Sundays between 10 and 11 as well as on Monday morning between 3 and 4 Central African Time. 1000 African Voices with me, Awurengwi C on Channel Africa. The voice of the African Renaissance from an African perspective. Today we are paying tribute and thank you to everyone last week who commented on our Facebook page. I'm reading uh, thoughts from various people coming from different parts of the continent. Christian Matola says, for sure, he made us proud. May his soul rest in peace. Lamek Sia Mundele says, he was a great son of Africa and his legacy shall live forever. Isaac Bota says, let's learn to honor people while they're still alive. Let's tell them that they are legends while they're living 
And while they're breathing, I feel that's the way we can uh, show them gratitude. Uh, thank you for all your messages that have come in to honor the Olivam Tukutsi. Morera is back on the line with us. And I want to come back to that particular issue in terms of uh, the, the, the energy of this particular generation, Morera, in terms of what you were highlighting earlier on. Because with uh, Yvonne, we were speaking earlier on around, you know, how the generation of... Uh, uh, Olivam Tukutsis really pioneered what was then called uh, world music genre. I know it was huge in the mid-90s, the 2000s, but their music really started from the 70s, the 80s. They were really pushing uh, this uh, African music as a contemporary um, modern art. Uh, how important was this particular generation as, as you were highlighting earlier on, but in terms of popularizing African music, Morera? Um, I'm going back, I will insist on my point that this was beyond music, okay? And all these genres, as Mama Chaka Chaka was saying before, today we have the most music and many others, were made out of choice. They didn't have a choice. These musicians didn't have a choice, do you understand? They, were, they, 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 they had to do everything in their own capacity. If you look at these artists from that time, they usually play different instruments before. <laughs> do you understand what mm, I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Oh, was a drama. Oh, was. Do you understand? Mm. They, 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 they were musicians that had, didn't have the privileges that we have today. Do you understand? And the first thing that we have today is access to information. Do you understand? They didn't have the information we 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 have today available. Okay. Yet they were struggling with uh, their social. Uh, integration, mm. okay? Number one, from being black, black <laughs> do you understand? Mm. And all those things. So they really made hands meet. When they when they play the guitars, when they look, wrote their lyrics, when they play the drums, when they play the trumpet, saxophones, etc., it was for a huge purpose. It was beyond art. It was about survival. <laughs> do you understand? Mm. So when... When you do that, man, you take anything to a new dimension. That's the reason why today we feel this emptiness. I don't know if there's such a word in English. I'm mm. sorry, my English is not good. This emptiness with the loss of you, of Oliver Mtukun. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. Because what's beyond just uh, being a, a pretty face or a beautiful song or mm. sold a million records, mm. do you understand? Mm. There was purpose. There was substance. And there was consistency. And mm. that is what us as Africans in general need in order to strive and survive. And yes, there is another point. It took us over 300 centuries for us to be here together. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. So now we are not, we don't have patience to each other. Mm. You know, 1960s, the year of Africa, most countries reached independence. Some much later, like Mozambique, like Zimbabwe, 1908, Mozambique, 75, etc. But look at the, the uncontrolled chaos that we are living. So then, that's why beautiful art will come out of this. Mm. Do you understand? Sure. Because it's made out of, we don't have a choice. Mm. We have to express ourselves, of course, without, uh, I'm not very apologetic of, mm. uh, I, I love art with substance. Mm. And uh, when you talk about Oliver, oh man, Brayu, Manu Di Bango, Fela, <laughs> Miriam, you know, 
Fantastic. <laughs> you I know. Lee goes and leaves centuries. You know what I'm saying. Sure. Moriah, you know, you bring a smile on my face because I know that you have a love for these guys. I mean, you even had a, an album just recently uh, completed and released, uh, collaborating with Manu Dibangu. As a generation, as we're about to wrap up this conversation, where do you think we should actually start in terms of... Uh, taking heed to um you know what the style um, the aesthetics of all these musicians i mean when you look at them and they 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 had great aesthetics in terms of how they looked how they sounded in music and also just the quality of their music and i know that you try to channel that energy in terms of your music and how it um, reverberates to the listener Uh, what are the lessons we can learn from from these icons uh, number one, um, it's about time that uh, the powers in power <laughs> you understand. You understand yeah. that if we are here today, I'm talking to you. I'm in Maputo. You are in Johannesburg. So sure. it's because of culture. Mm. It's because of the songs these people sang. It's because of the beautiful. Uh, pictures that were taken. It's because of digital sculpture. So, if the powers, with the powers, don't understand and create policies and mechanisms to protect, enhance, and create sustainable ways that this kind of figures that contribute to society in Africa are so relevant for centuries to come, we are done, my brother. Mm, mm. So, when you talk about sounds, it has to come from the people have to understand. If everybody goes to Europe today for holidays, <laughs> do you understand? Yeah, yeah. And they go to museums, mm. they go to concert halls, they go to to, 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 to see different things, mm, mm. do you understand? What sure, sure. It's all culture, my brother. It's all culture. Mm. Let me take okay? that. Let me Many take that. Many places in the world. Sure. Let me take that back to to Mama Yvonne as, as we wrap it up, Morera, because I think you're highlighting something important. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually on Google right now looking at different images of Mama Yvonne Chaka Chaka and aesthetics and how she looks okay. and she's got that African print wherever she is, Mama Yvonne. In terms of making yeah. that cultural aesthetic a mainstream issue, uh, uh, Mama Yvonne, how do we do that? Because we need to start formalizing our culture, like we were speaking about cultural heritage, and Morera is speaking about when you go to Europe, there's a big cultural um, importance in terms of how you actually preserve culture in museums and, and festivals. I mean, we have to do more in actually preserving that cultural heritage. Where could we start, Mama Yvonne? Well, obviously, it starts with one. You know, everything that you have to do, it starts with you. It starts with us as the community. It starts with us as the society. Then it becomes a bigger thing. And I must say that, you know, really our government is really trying. I mean, we've got um, museums. We've got different places here. We've got young people who are so conscious of themselves, you know. Um, They know who they are. They want to know as well who they are. And I think for me, I'm so grateful to a lady called Sister Bucks, who from 1986 said to me, you know Mm. what, Yvonne, you love this continent, and this continent loves you. So start wearing your African clothes without being apologetic. And, And wear your African print. 
you know, show your, 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 your African beads and wear them with pride. And I'm so grateful to Sister Box today that, you know, I did not want to be anything else, but he, she encouraged me to be proud of who I am, my culture, and, and, and wear my African beads with pride. And so today, the young people are doing that today. And I looked at people like Mam Dorothy Matsugu, Mam Miriam Makeba, and they were wearing those beads with pride. And today that is replicating. And so our children know where they come from, where, where they want to go to, and who they are. And that can be done. And it's just going to be easy. So when I wear my African print, whether it's my cloth from DRC, from Cameroon, from Nigeria, or from Ghana, my African candy, I wear it with so much pride, and it shows that I am a true African, and I'm not apologetic. Well, thank you, guys. We have to wrap it up there. Thank you for giving us your time here on Channel Africa. We really love both of you, and it's great to be having you on Channel Africa once again. Uh, so thank you for helping us pay tribute to this legend himself, Oliver Mtukutsi. Thank you to Morera Chinguisa, Mozambican jazz musician. Thank you to Yvonne Chaka Chaka, the princess of Africa. Thank you both for your time. Thank you, thank you for doing this thank for you. us. Thank you to Channel Africa. Fantastic. A lot of love today on our show. But let's keep the love going with some music from Olivam Tukuzi. Maria Nui, 